Here on Talk Lucidly 33, we like to do full-scale episodes for you guys, but sometimes things pop up on us. Things come out of the blue, and we want to start this new thing called Sound Bites, where you get a little munch, munch, crunch, crunch midweek on some tea that's going to be coming down the pipeline. So if you're ready for some tea, listen to me. Good afternoon and welcome to the Sunshine State. I know I've been MIA, but thanks for sticking with me on Talk Lucidly 33. It's your host, R.E.B., with some more tea for you guys. So are you ready? Buckle up and get ready to enjoy the ride because I have denial is not a river in Egypt. Okay, guys, just wanted to catch you up on what's been going on in my crazy world of bariatrics, weight loss, wellness, life in general, work, everything in between. I just wanted to fill in the blank because I know we've been MIA for a little while and I just want you to know that I'm still here. Things are still going and I want to let you know a little bit about my recent denial. So we've been through this before, haven't we? So we've been through a few ups and downs and highs and lows with denials and insurance companies and doctors and, you know, been put through the ringer. And you would think that at this point we will have smooth sailing on the way out to this surgery. I know you guys are waiting to hear I got my surgery date or I'm ready for my day or my day is this, but I don't have that for you yet. I will have it for you shortly because this is a two part episode. So to catch you up on my denial and how I overcame that challenge, we're going to talk about exclusions. So um, basically, everything was done. Paperwork was done. All of my appointments and a recap of my appointments for you guys. I started off with setting up a meeting with Dr. Delindra Worsinger, who is my bariatric surgeon, and a consultation with him where he gave me a binder, AKA your bariatric Bible, um, of the things that I would need to go through, the processes I would need to complete, everything under the sun, including pre and post-op, everything was in this binder. Who to talk to, options for doctors to get clearances from, what the clearance form should look like. You know, you could literally take the form out, make a copy and give it to your doctor and have them fax it over. It is all inclusive and everything you need. He's amazing. His team is amazing. And everyone that he referred me to was very prompt, polite, and got straight to the point. No chaser. So I have enjoyed this process. All right, guys, I was cleared by a psychiatrist. This is where they go and make sure that you're not going to hurt yourself or others and that you don't have any other underlying issues. Remember, this is my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I don't know why they do these things. I can only assume based off my own research. So I always advise you guys to go out there and research for yourself. But for me, the psychiatric evaluation is because a lot of people have this surgery in an effort to be someone else. Now, as you all know from my story, it's not an effort for me to be someone else. It's just to be a better me because I love living big. It's nothing wrong with being a big girl, you know, however... It's come a point where I'm no longer a healthy big girl. 
And so for me, my health is of utmost importance. So with this surgery and, you know, going through these steps, I passed my clearance, you know, no need to be on any kind of medication or anything like that. I'm good. Next is my heart. I went to a cardiologist. I had three appointments. I talked to him, you know, let him know what I needed. He set me up with an appointment for an echocardiogram where they listened to my heart like a sonogram for a baby. And I came in, had that appointment. He reviewed all of that information along with my EKG. And then the next appointment was my clearance. He signed my paper, sent it over to my surgeon. Boom, three appointments done. I had to meet with the nutritionist. It was a two-part package, paid $200, saw her two times for two hours. We went over the ins and outs, the good, the bad, and the indifferent, and what I could do for myself. She even found vitamins to help me with my polycystic. And I can tell you guys those vitamins. Um, if you want me to go over what vitamins I take to help with polycystic, let me know, and we can have a whole episode on polycystic ovarian syndrome. So these are the steps that I'm taking dietitian, weight loss assessment from a actual bariatric fitness coach, then pulmonary. Now I didn't go to his pulmonologist because I had my own. For those of you out there with sleep apnea, you know, you have your own pulmonologist. So I went to my pulmonologist. They gave me my breathing test. I sat in the room with the vacuum and the hose and you blow in it and it's a whole contraption. And then they checked my CPAP to make sure I was sleeping with it consistently. And with that, I had to have two appointments. And then I was finally cleared for that. So all of these things, blood work, blood draws, level checking, certain vitamins. I've done all of this since October. Research, making sure I have a really good doctor. And so in March, March was a very busy month. In March, they sent off my paperwork to be cleared for surgery. So they sent off this packet. It's like 65 pages long. Any and everything that I've done, any doctor's notes that they have, everything they send together in this pretty package to your insurance, like, hey, this lady needs this surgery to live. And can you approve it? My insurance says no. Yeah, I'm going to just let y'all listen to my fish tanks while I let that sink into your mind. I've done all of this. And, you know, I know the question that you're asking in your mind is, hey, Ari, they didn't check to make sure your insurance will cover it before you did all of this work? That was my question. Your question is my question. And so, of course, I'm really close to the physician's assistant and everybody at this point, they're like family. And I'm like, hey... And I'm going to name her Ashley for the sake of this. Ashley, you didn't check before we started all this? I thought you checked. She said, oh, I checked. I checked last year when you came to the office the first time. And I checked in January for all of our patients to make sure nothing has changed with their policy. So she has checked. And she had the receipts. And so she was trying to get on the phone with them. She didn't get anything to no avail, you know, no help for her. And the problem, I think, is uneducated people. When you have a team of people that are supposed to be trained in benefits and what they tell people over the phone, there was a person who she was talking to who is no longer at my insurance agency, I wonder why, who stated that bariatric was covered. But you know what was covered? 
after speaking to Anthem or Maribyn, Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shields, they are a broker slash provider that can build in exclusions based on the company. Now, as you all know, I'm on my husband's plan. I'm self-employed. I run a business. I'm on my husband's plan. And with my husband's plan, guess what is excluded? Bariatric surgery. What's not excluded is bariatric evaluation. So all of the testing leading up to the actual procedure, they would assist with or cover. And, you know, you still have to pay your copay, but it was cheaper than if I paid it all on my own. So I assume they figure we're helping you with these little things so you can handle the big thing. But that wasn't the information I was given. So I, when you switch from one surgeon to another surgeon, you have to go through this process very similarly again. And I think I told you guys this already, but the week before, the weekend before my denial, I met this lady at a food truck for donuts. Don't judge me. And it was like my last hurrah with this donut that is an hour and a half away if I wanted to get it on my own. And we went to Plant City. We went to uh, the Strawberry Festival just to get this donut, my husband and I, and spend some time together. But the donut was the driving force. And we go, we get in line for this donut, and we get in line at the same time that lady gets in line. And I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. But she said, I've been counting calories all week just so I can have this donut you guys can go ahead of me. I can wait another five minutes. But it prompted us to have a conversation. And I was like, oh, man, you're counting calories or using an app. Oh, I, I had bariatric surgery last year. I said, oh, wow, you did? I'm in the program to get it. She said, that's great. My insurance wouldn't cover it. So I went and got it some, done somewhere else. I said, oh, Mexico? Now, if you are in this bariatric process like I am, or in any weight loss group, because they usually talk about bariatrics as well, because that is an option, you will hear Mexico a lot. When people lose a lot of weight and they have excess skin, you will hear Mexico again, because in America, we charge an arm and a leg, and it's no universal health care, and don't let me get on my soapbox about that. But things cost more here. And I've heard of some phenomenal doctors in Mexico that'll get you all the way together. But I just don't want to take that risk for me personally with my body. Travel, medical tourism is a thing, but it's not my thing. Right? So I asked her thinking she was going to say I went to Dr. Pompeii in Mexico, you know, or, or the other ones I've heard of before. And she said she went to Vegas. Now I'm trying to, you know, I'm confused because I'm like, Vegas, you went to Vegas to have bariatric? She said, Blossom Bariatrics, they were great. She loved them. And that's where she went. You, she paid when she went. It was a while ago. Inflation has happened. COVID has happened and all of the things in between. But she paid around $10,000. And her insurance covered some of the testing, so her cost was less. But when I called, it was seventeen. So... After this, I said, hey, let me call Blossom Bariatrics. We were given an inlet. I prayed about it. We were given an inlet, and I said, well, God made a way for a plan B. And now I know that self-pay is an option and an attainable goal. But $17,000 was not attainable, right? That wasn't attainable for me. So I got a little worried. And so I said, well, why are we looking? Part of this is my father's input. Why are we looking so far away? Because basically we were just given 
this one place that I know someone. Now I've met someone who's gone to this place and they are a reference for me, but I'm sure I can look at reviews and find someone closer. So I look for bariatrics in the state of Florida and I find St. Pete. I call, I let them know I'm self-pay. I let them know what I've done already. I get a price, right? But it also prompts me to ask my doctor that I've been seeing if he has a self-pay option. Their response was, we can get that price for you in a week. So that means they don't know how much it's gonna cost. They've never done a self-pay option. So now I have to wait for them to call each and every facility that has a part in the surgery to get me their pricing. But I'm not gonna just sit and wait on one doctor. I'm gonna find my best options. I like to do a pros and cons list. So I, I went into my support groups. I used the resources that I was given. That's why whether you are on a wellness journey, just a wellness journey, whether you are on a weight loss journey, whether you are on a bariatric babe journey, whatever your journey is, I guarantee you between Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, and all of the rest, there is a forum or a support group for you. There are bariatrics for specific cultures as well, because I know with me, I'm in a couple of different groups. I'm in a diverse group, and then I'm in a group that's called Black Girls Get Sleeve Too. And the reason I picked a group with my own culture is because we eat the same things. Sometimes we struggle with the same family functions and the same influences in the same you know, upbringings, and you wanna find people you can identify with. So I'm in a group that's diverse, and it's just, you know, VSG support. And then I'm in a couple of other groups as well. So that way I can use all of those groups as a resource. And I said, hey, and that some groups you're a cousin, some group you're a sleeve sister, some, you're, you know, your name, different things. So I said, hey, ladies, guess who got a denial? Sad face, sad face, sad face. Apparently bariatric is excluded. What are my options? And the, these ladies went to town, go to this doctor, go to Mexico, go to this. And with reviews and with receipts and with information, like not just we're going to tell you something and you should run with it, but this is my experience with this person. I know six other people who have gone to this person. So when I was on this group, somebody said Alabama weight loss surgery. I was like, oh, that's not too far. Let's find out what they're talking about. Alabama weight loss surgery offered complication insurance. That was the first time I had heard about that because I figured I have insurance. Why would I not, my complication not be covered? But some insurance companies won't cover complications if they didn't authorize the surgery. Right? So this is your two for one. This is the denial and recover. How to pick back up when you've been put down. So I'm going through all of these places not knowing how I'm going to come up with $2,000, let alone 10, 12, 15, $17,000. And my husband has to go because it has to be somebody who can make a decision on my behalf. And I have children. They're in school. These are the things that I'm now spiraling and pitfalling and trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to overcome this hurdle? What is my next step? So I was talking to my mom and I was like, mom, I have this doctor in Alabama and I found a doctor in Margate. Now 
I know you guys don't know this, but I'm from Broward. And so being down south with my parents for a surgery, me and my husband don't have to worry about somewhere to stay. We can stay with my parents. We can be surrounded by love and family and caring. My mom can do her mom thing because, you know, if I'm getting a surgery, she wants to be there. She wants to be in the room nearby helping out how she can. So this allows everybody to be at peace. My dad's going to want to make sure his baby girl is okay. And although he trusts my husband, he still will be concerned about my well-being with this surgery. So this allows me to literally nip in the bud every qualm I could have possibly had. Now, what about my kids, you say? I didn't want to worry about them at first because I do have a really good relationship with their mom. And I knew that she would support me in anything I needed. So that wasn't a concern about them staying in school. I also have a really great support system. My best friend is here. My mother-in-law is here. And I, my best friend works remote. So I know I can get assistance there. My brother lives here. So I know that he could come. He used to live here with us. So I knew he would be able to come and help out if needed with the kids. So it's so important, again, to have that support system because had I got the denial and didn't have people to talk to and groups to talk to and other options, here I would be just making a denial video or a blog or podcast, just talking to you guys about being downtrodden and what do I do now? Not saying, what do I do now? What was me? I'm saying, this is what happened. I had a breakdown for five seconds and I recovered because of the system of support that I have around me. So here we are. I found Dr. Wisman. The difference between Alabama weight loss surgery and Dr. Wisman was the free consultation. Come on, people. If you're coming out of pocket 10 to 15 thousand dollars do you want to pay for a consultation no i don't want to pay for a consultation i don't paid all this money for all these other doctors and all these other clearances so i said let me meet with this doctor he's close to my parents i feel a sense of security in that area the hospital's a pretty good hospital let's go i get on this info session with him and a bunch of other people who have questions and everyone's talking everyone's situation is so unique it's so different I've had the surgery already. I need a revision. This is what I did wrong. I drank myself into oblivion. I've been two years sober, like so many different variations. My insurance wouldn't cover me because I wasn't big enough, you know, like, so, but I'm so big that I'm having these health issues, but my insurance wouldn't cover it because I'm not big enough. Then one guy who doesn't have any health issues besides being obese and his insurance wouldn't cover that. So you have all these people all these different walks of life, all of these faces. And we're all sitting here like we know each other. Shooting the breeze with this doctor like we've known him forever. He was so comfortable to talk to, so easy to understand. And then I had my consultation following that. 7.30 at night, he he said, I had a surgery today. I'm going to get to you right now. Let's just stay on the call. So he stayed on that Zoom meeting with me and answered every question I had. We'll look at your paperwork. We'll see what we can cover. Whatever isn't covered by your paperwork, we will send to your primary care and we'll get you situated. And then how do I pay them? I know everybody's asking that, but just hold on a little while longer. I'll get to the money. So I talked to him. Of course, I talked to my family. I I was in love with his 
ability to be to the point. He, you know, that down south mentality is different. I don't need the sugar coat. Don't baby me. Don't coddle me. I want to know what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, how I'm getting there. I've already been through the ringer once. I don't want to go through the ringer again. Can we do all of our pre-op appointments virtually? How many days do you need me to be down there in one place? Because I have children. So we talked about the fact that his team would call me to go over appointments, to go over pricing, to go over everything. Now, how did I get the money for this? I just got my denial in March. Here we are just the beginning of April. I really had two weeks to hop on this and keep the ground moving. So let me explain to you how good God is for me. My parents needed something done. You know, they're rearranging stuff, doing some things at, at the house and say, hey, if you get rid of all of this stuff here in this area, find a way to get rid of it, get somebody to buy it, sell it, whatever. You can keep the money. My brother found out. He said, hey, I'd like to donate to keeping my sister here for a little while longer. How profound is that? I'm going to slide you some money, sis, because I want you to be here as long as you can. Right? That is the importance of this, of this surgery for me. It's not just so I can have a baby because people get so caught up in the baby, 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 baby. Excuse me, but damn the baby. What about me? I can't bring a baby into this world half-ass. I can't be unhealthy. So for me, it's just, hey, like, do it the right way. So then, of course, my brothers are competitive. So the other one's like, oh, let me see what I can do. <laughs> right? So then my husband's like, well, let's, let's dip into this um, retirement and let's go ahead and increase our flexible spending if possible. That way we can have it taken out of every check. And he's, he's, he's figuring it out. All of these people that love and care for me said, let's, let's figure this out. Within a week, I had a plan. I've already made my deposit, y'all. I made my deposit. $900 deposit to hold my surgery date. My surgery will be happening in exactly 30 days. Come on. So are you going to follow my journey? Are you going to follow my journey? May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. No tequila for me. Because I'll be under the knife. As my husband likes to say, they'll be playing Fruit Ninja with my insides. So, I'm going to have my surgery May 5th, Lord willing. I have some tests to do. I, You know, he sent over the paperwork to my uh, primary care that I needed to get handled. And my primary care was able to set me up with an appointment for the 7th. So, this week, in two days, I'll be going. Visit my primary care, get my blood work sheet that I need to take to Quest or LabCorp, whoever. Get all my draws done, get my EKG done, get my chest x-ray done. All of that stuff that I need to do, I'm going to get that done with him. Then I'm going to go from getting that done with him. I've already emailed my pulmonologist. Everything has to be dated within 30 days of the surgery. So I emailed my pulmonologist office, her assistant, to extend my paperwork. So that I can still get surgery. He has the rest of it. And here I am. I've already sold enough 
for my parents to have the money to pay the hospital and my husband and I are going to pay for the doctor and my brothers well just one at the moment but you know I got to give credit to both of them because I know them the deposit so look what happens when you work at it and when you aren't deterred by the little things that happen and so this is really big for me and this isn't a long episode because I want you guys to know that today is you know you actually yesterday I started drinking protein in the morning I started what I'm calling the protein and produce or the lean and green and that's where I'm having a lot of lean proteins and green vegetables or just vegetables in general but not starchy vegetables um, today I have like purple cabbage that I made with some smoked turkey necks and some onion something to eat you know like because I have to get ready for liquids April 21st is my liquid diet. I can have four to five protein shakes a day and one meal if I want, but that meal has to be the four to five ounces of lean protein and all green vegetables. That's all I can have. So we are actually rocking and rolling already. I'm noticing differences in my body. I know when I need to take my medicine. I know when I need to drink certain things. And so this is why this is so important. This doctor told me, hey, I can get you in earlier. They said, we can get you in April 18th. Are you available April 25th? Now, my kids, back to my kids, because I know that you guys are chomping at the bits to try to figure out who's watching the babies. I called my best friend because she's the bomb. And I said, hey. <laughs> because that's exactly what happened. I called her. I said, I got my date girl. We got excited. We talked about, you know, my last supper, because that's what we call it. When I get to pick one meal that I'm really going to miss for a while and we can go eat it. So I gave her two options. Well, I gave her one option. I'm thinking of the second option now. So if she's listening, she'll hear this. I said, we need to go to Olivia so I can have their Chilean sea bass and gnocchi. And that's not really unhealthy, guys. So it's not like I'm over here trying to have fried chicken but i really love their menu so that's what i wanted and then uh then it was miguelitos because they have this really bussin i don't have any better words to use it's on fire fuego best thing i've ever had portobello taco and of course some tequila so that would happen right before I go on the full liquid diet. So talk to her a little bit about that. And I said, I need you to come to my house and I need you to stay with the kids because I'm going to head to Miami the night before. Once my husband gets off work, we'll drive down to my parents' house. When we get there, we'll go to the, you know, the hospital that morning and that's it that's all she wrote so she's gonna stay here my kid's mom is gonna come get them from school and she's gonna take them to work for me uh, take them to school for me on monday so they're not coming back early she'll keep them they'll go straight to school on monday because that'll give us time to get reacclimated back in the house i have to stay in miami until monday morning 
because anything that could go wrong will go wrong within the first three days. So staying down there until Monday morning, heading back first thing Monday morning, the kids will get off the bus and we'll be here. That is my plan of action. And it feels so calming to have that in order, in place, and ready to go. My brother's going to come feed the fish. <laughs> like, I have a plan for everything. Everyone has a calendar invite in their calendar. Everyone is ready to go. Now, I know you guys are thinking about, well, how are you going to recover? What do you do for work? I work from home. Since I work from home, I'll be able to recover. I'll be able to take a nap when I need to take a nap and let my team know that I need to take a nap and go find me a corner. Um, it just works out really well for me at this point in my life. So I'm doing what I need to do for me. So I can be the best version of me and then in the future I can be the healthiest mommy I can be. Because my kids are, you know, you guys know that I have bonus babies. I don't really consider them bonus babies. They're really my babies. I don't really have other babies to be like, oh, this is my biological child. This is my, no. My kids are 16 and 13. I don't have to run after them, but I would like to be able to run down the street chasing them with a water hose or something and not be winded or throwing water balloons at them in the summertime. I want to be able to do things with them. I want to be able to have their half-sibling, their little brother or sister, and be able to do things with that person. So these are my goals. And if I, had, if I was an easily deterred person and I lacked the wherewithal to keep going even through the tough times, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So, of course, I'm going to have episodes for you guys every week. I'm going to keep them short and to the point as we're gearing up for surgery. I'm going to have try to do two episodes every week so I can talk to you guys about what I'm meal prepping, what my plans are for food. It's really important right now that we get our protein in. So if you are not just following my journey, but participating with me, if you are trying to... Uh, not diet, I don't want to say diet, diet is a horrible word, but if you're trying to support me through what I have to eat and what I have to drink for the next 30 days, now there's some strict regimen after and you guys don't have to do that. But what I will do is I'll have an episode that goes over what we're eating. For those of you that have my IG, follow me on IG. If you want to know what I'm eating, message me. I have some videos I'm going to put up with like salads that I make and stuff like that. Investing in your produce and your protein is better than investing in your medication. If I invest in the right foods right now for my body, I can invest less in the medicine I'll need later. So that's really important. So I went to a produce stand with my husband got all of the greens you could imagine. Literally had a salad that was 95% green. Arugula, spring mix, um, green onion, cucumber, green tomato. Like the only thing that was a different color was the Kalamata olives, the Bulgarian feta cheese. I even used lime juice and olive oil. 
salt and pepper on it. And it was big. It was a big salad. So it was delicious. And I want us to start incorporating those things into our daily activities. Because my goal is to be under 300 pounds before the surgery. That sounds really crazy, doesn't it? Last time I checked, I was 332. That was like Sunday. Um, it sounds like a lot. But when you're on a strict diet, it can happen. My reason for that goal is because the more weight you lose before surgery, the more likely the surgery will carry you to your goal weight. As it stands today, I will only really end up around 225 if I'm lucky. I would like to guarantee that I'm in 225, 220, uh, you know, like 200 to 225 range. And so that's why I'm, you know, digging my heels in. I'm drinking my protein water. I'm drinking lots of fluids. I'm adding protein bars. I'm, you know, doing my salads and my vegetables. I didn't have any carbs yesterday outside of applesauce, unsweetened applesauce. So, like, that's what I'm doing. And it's important. So thanks for listening. Keep tuned. Keep us on your favorites list. Don't forget about us. I didn't forget about you guys. I just wanted to take some time to process everything that was happening so fast for me and my family. And so I know you guys appreciate that. So I wanted to let you know what's been going on with your girl and her journey to a better 33. And I'm so excited to be in this space, being able to say, hey, I have a surgery date. Um, I'm going to probably do another episode on what all I'm getting tested for and, you know, how my vitamin regimen is going. So leave a comment. Let me know what you like, what you don't, and what you want to hear more about. And thanks for tuning in and rock with me because I'm rocking with y'all. Hey, guys. Thanks for rocking with us today on talk lucidly 33 we appreciate your time and the effort that you put into listening don't forget to share this podcast with your friends who might need to hear it don't forget to send us a message if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast can't wait to hear from you and can't wait to show my journey some more with you guys next week thanks for tuning in stay tuned because we'll be 